listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 66, What You Should Do. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And do you know that we are 66 episodes in? And I realized somewhat recently that I don't usually actually introduce myself. I kind of assume that you know me, but it has just recently occurred to me that maybe this is the first time you're listening to the Fitness Matters podcast. Maybe you found the podcast before you even know that I have a whole YouTube channel with workout videos and other kinds of stuff that we talk about with weight loss and fitness over 50. And and hi, I'm Paula B. I'm your best middle-aged fitness friend. And around here, we are talking about shooting on yourselves. This is my new favorite joke. It's been around for a while. I'm not an early adopter. I heard this, actually, I heard I heard that phrase, shooting on yourself, probably at least a year ago or so and, and thought it was quite funny and still do. But I've been thinking really recently about how applicable this actually is in my own life. So... So last week, when when last we left off, in fact, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, it's not entirely related to today. You certainly don't need to. But, I mean, unless you want to. I mean, how is that for self-promotion? Hey, don't go listen to my other episodes of the podcast. But the reason this shooting on yourself thing is on my mind today was because of last week's podcast. When I was really in the thick of having my bad day, which I even, I mean, even when I was recording that, I wouldn't say that I was like a hundred percent out of my bad day. I was, I was out of it enough that I wanted to talk to you about it, but over the course of the several days that it's been since I recorded that, I've really been thinking about about what the problem really was. And I've really been thinking about how I was thinking about having a bad day. And I was asking myself questions about what could I have done? Was there anything I could have done? How can I think about something after the fact and what was it exactly that that felt so lousy when I was in the middle of it and one of the things that felt so lousy when I was in the middle of it that I did kind of recognize but I have definitely been able to see more clearly with the space of of several days of kind of going over it again was that I was absolutely shooting on myself we talked about it during the episode where I was talking about how I was judging myself, but really specifically the sentences that I was hearing over and over in my mind were a lot of should sentences. Now I notice, I notice should sentences and I have for a while now, but it's funny how noticing them in other people isn't quite the same thing as noticing them in yourself. So, so this was a very interesting activity for me to really notice the things that I was saying to myself that I should be able to do. I should have been able to manage my mind in the moment. I should have been able to help myself feel better rather than letting myself have a bad day. I should have uh, mostly those things. There were other there were other little things that I can't come up with off the top of my head right now, but I noticed after the fact that a lot of the things that I was telling myself were very should sentences. 
And the the thing that I find that happens in my life very frequently, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes when you have maybe not even like a, a, as big as an epiphany, but maybe when you kind of have some sort of realization in your own life, how suddenly you start finding examples of it everywhere. I have noticed over the course of this week that I keep coming in contact with people in one way or another. I mean, sometimes I'm helping them, sometimes they're helping me, sometimes it's literally just on TV. But I've noticed people talking about should during the course of this week, and it's been very interesting. And I'm going to share with you with absolutely no details whatsoever. I'm going to share with you that I was working with a private client of mine who was struggling with this same thing. And it was very interesting how clear it was to me as her coach, listening to her talk about her should sentences and what it was creating for her in her life, that, that clearly the problem was the word should. <laughs> clearly the problem was, was saying that you should do something. And here's what I came up with upon this, this rumination this week, is that the real problem with should sentences. I mean, yes, we already know that there's a lot of like self-judgment there and self-judgment doesn't feel good. But the thing that I realized when I was really picking apart my own should sentences was that should sentences are actually but sentences. And here's where I'm going to go ahead and refer you to episode number 24, the big but. And yes, I actually looked it up first. I'm so proud of myself. Can I tell you this? I'm so proud of myself. I very frequently reference other podcasts, I mean my own, other episodes of the podcast while we are chatting. And and sometimes I even know that I'm going to reference other podcast episodes and yet don't go and look them up beforehand. And I have on many an occasion shooted on myself about this. Oh, Paula, you should be more prepared before you start, you know, recording your podcast. And weirdly, telling myself that I should be more prepared has never ever created me being more prepared. Well, today, when I wasn't shooting on myself, when I was simply being open to performing my best and giving you my best, ta-da! It was very easy to take the moment to go look up what episode number it was. Anyways, episode number 24, the big butt. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, I will, I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert. It's still totally worth listening to because it really picks this whole topic apart, but I am going to give away the, the crux of the information. The thing about using the word but is that everything that comes after it actually holds more weight than anything that came before. And again, go listen to the episode for a thorough discussion of that and and all of the the whys and the wherefores. For right now, for us moving forward, I'm just going to I'm just going to assume that you are on board with me on this little factoid that when you have a but sentence that everything behind the butt, <laughs> yes, there are plenty of jokes to be made there, but everything behind the butt actually holds more weight for us than anything before it. So here's the thing. When we're saying, I should, we're also very silently, we don't generally hear it. Like it's not even really part of the, the sentence that you hear in your mind, but we're very subtly reminding ourselves that we are not doing something when we're saying that we should. 
I should be recording the podcast, for example, but I'm sitting here on the couch. I should be counting calories, but it's too hard. I should have lost more weight by now, but I haven't. When you are shoulding on yourself, you are actually arguing with reality. And and that's what the, the back half of each of these sentences is. The back half, the but, is the thing that is not always exactly reality. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parse these apart, these three examples I gave you. But it is the thing that we think is reality. And therefore, it is the part that holds more weight. When we're saying, I should be recording a podcast, but I'm sitting here on the couch. Sitting on the couch is actually a fact. That is actually a reality that you are arguing with. Oh, I should be doing this other thing, but I'm sitting on the couch. The one really specifically, I should be counting calories, but it's too hard. It's too hard is clearly an opinion, right? (laughs) I know. I know that some of you are like, no, it actually is. It's definitely a hundred percent. It's too hard to count calories. I'm going to refer you to episode, I think it's episode nine, facts versus opinions. That one I didn't look up because I didn't know I was going to reference it. (laughs) I almost always do though. I really should have that memorized, shouldn't I? (laughs) No, I shouldn't. Anyways, facts versus opinions. That one is definitely an opinion, but it is something that that you might hear in your mind as a fact, and therefore it, it holds more weight. I should have lost more weight by now, but I haven't. Also very opinion-y, and that's the one that we're really going to pull apart, and I'm really going to show you exactly what that thought is creating for you in your life. But, But... On the back half of each of these sentences is something that either is reality or we believe to be factual or reality and therefore is truly the thing that we are sticking to. So let's talk about what this is creating in your life. This is, again, I haven't actually created an entire podcast episode where I really Oh, well, you know what? I kind of have. Episode number, whatever it is, how to change, really goes through these parts of the model. And again, I'm going to go ahead and reference Brooke Castillo. If you don't already listen to the Life Coach School podcast, definitely listen to her too. She's, I mean, this is where I'm getting my life coaching certification from. I wholeheartedly recommend that you listen to her podcast because it'll help, honestly, if nothing else, it'll help mine make more sense because the way that she talks about thinking about our own thoughts and thinking about our own results and our own lives and what we are getting from ourselves. That is what I am teaching you. So please go get it from the horse's mouth as well as from me. But anyways, I want to show you what these should thoughts might be creating in your life. And this was super, super powerful. Again, with my, my personal client, my private client, when, when we really took apart this situation that she was just feeling so frustrated and kind of overwhelmed with, and we found this should sentence that she was telling herself, when we parsed it apart like this, it was so obvious what it was creating in her life. And I know that when you are 
honestly, thinking a should sentence but not paying attention to it because none of us do. It's just it's just one of the sentences that rolls through our minds. There's like 60,000 of them every day. So why would that one stand out to you? But here's what a should sentence might be creating for you. So let's say, for example, that the, the facts of this situation are that you stepped on the scale and it read whatever, X number of pounds. And that is, honestly, that's not even like a complete fact. If you're having the sentence in your mind, I should have lost more weight by now. The, the complete facts of that situation might be something more along the lines of on January 1st, the scale said, you know, X number of pounds or X number of kilograms, whichever one. And today it says X number of pounds, X number of kilograms, whatever it is. That's slightly more factual. And I know that sometimes, I mean, let me, let me just stop myself right here really quickly and digress on this. I know that we very frequently think that we are putting facts into this, this circumstance line of the model where we are, we think we're talking about facts when I just haven't lost any weight or I'm losing weight very slowly or weight loss is hard for me or, or any of those kinds of things. But I want you to know that the facts of the situation are data, numbers, something objective, something that you can truly understand is absolutely neutral. Something like I'm not losing very much weight, not neutral at all. (laughs) That is absolutely an opinion and something that is going to create feelings for you. The facts of the situation are numbers. Today I weigh whatever it is that you weigh. Previously I weighed whatever it is that you weighed previously. But when you step on the scale and you see that number, you have a thought, something like, I should have lost more weight by now. And the but, the parenthetical but of that sentence, but I haven't. Whether you hear that part or not, it's very much implied. And this is I'm going to digress again. This is a little bit next level stuff. When you're just first starting to listen to your thoughts, go ahead and go with exactly what you're thinking and what you're hearing in your head. As you start to go further in this mindset journey, you'll notice that sometimes there's a, a, another implication of the thought that you can actually hear that you're not hearing. When I was shooting on myself, when I was having my bad day, trust me, I didn't hear the parenthetical buts. After the fact, when I was really going over it is when I really started noticing what a should sentence is. So, so take my word for it right now. And, and don't worry if you don't hear it yourself in your own thoughts. Understand that this is something that might come to you later. This is just good information to kind of tuck away. Anyways, you have the thought. I should have lost more weight by now, parenthetical, but I haven't. That thought, not the number on the scale, that thought creates for you a feeling. Now, with this particular thought, honestly, there's probably a couple of different feelings that you might have. It kind of depends on how you hear it and your own, your own personal inclination towards which kinds of feelings come up for you more often. For me personally, the thought or the feeling rather that that thought created for me was disappointment. And I mean, also kind of coming back to what we were talking about last week, 
your, your feeling from that sentence, I should have lost more weight by now, might have been something more along the lines of anger or frustration or even sadness. If one of those is your more likely go-to emotion, that's probably what would come up for you. So, so notice that for different people, and this is how you know it's an opinion and not a fact, for different people, that same thought will create a different feeling. So notice which feeling comes up for you. For me, I'm going to go ahead and go with disappointment, but truly disappointment, anger, frustration, and sadness, all kind of in the same realm and somewhat likely to drive the same sorts of actions. When you feel disappointment or anger, frustration, or sadness, the kinds of actions that that feeling produces are generally things like like ruminating on your your troubles with weight loss, thinking about the number on the scale, wondering why you haven't lost more weight, berating yourself, judging yourself, avoiding your weight loss tasks, losing motivation, thinking about giving up, asking yourself unquest- unhelpful questions like, you know, what's wrong with me or why is this so hard or why can't I lose weight? Those sorts of activities activities tend to be driven by what what I would call, for lack of a better way of putting it, negative emotions like disappointment, anger, frustration, or sadness. Your specific actions might be, I mean, there might be something really specific that you do or don't do when you feel disappointment. I mean, some of us, some of us go straight to the pantry and start eating when we feel disappointment or sadness. Some of us sit on the couch and and feel sorry for ourselves, especially for feeling, you know, sadness or frustration. There might be really specific things that you personally do or don't do from the feeling of either disappointment, anger, frustration, or sadness that comes from your thought, I should have lost more weight by now but I haven't. Those actions, you probably notice, aren't going to produce for you weight loss. They're not. (laughs) Ruminating, feeling sorry for yourself, berating yourself, wanting to give up. Those kinds of actions are actually getting you the result that you are not moving forward towards your weight loss goal. The but part of your sentence, I should have lost more weight by now, but I haven't, is coming true. Your thoughts are creating your reality because your thoughts drive your feelings. Your feelings drive your actions. Those actions of sitting around, ruminating, beating yourself up, overthinking, wanting to give up, all of that, Absolutely not getting you the result of losing weight. Generally speaking, this is what happens when we should on ourselves. And I know that we so often think, well, if I don't tell myself that I should do something, I'm not going to do it. And yet, weirdly, the exact opposite is true. When we tell ourselves we should do something, we frequently don't. And this is why that should sentence in your mind that should thought creates feelings that do not drive should actions. (laughs) That feeling that we get 
from the word should, from a but sentence. Those feelings are never going to drive actions that create the results that we want. My friends, when I tell you to stop shooting on yourself, I really mean it. I really mean that telling yourself that you should do something is very likely to create for you the exact opposite of doing that thing that you think you should do. When you can start to really pay attention to your thoughts. And I know that I've been encouraging you to pay attention to your thoughts for a long time now. I mean, this is we're we're 66 episodes of just the podcast in. I had however many episodes of the Let's Run podcast before that where we were talking about listening to your thoughts. This is something that we talk about all the time. I have no preconceived notion about how long it should take you before you get to the point in your journey where you can really start to to see the results that you are getting for yourself from these should thoughts. But here's my practical advice for you. Start to notice it. Start to notice when you have feelings of disappointment, anger, frustration, or sadness. That to me is always the entry point. Maybe for you, honestly, maybe for you, the the entry point in in figuring out what what your results are is not the the feelings. For some of us, what we really notice is our actions. Like, I notice that I'm not doing this thing that I want to be doing. Wherever you come in on this train of there's something that happens, you have a thought about it, that thought creates a feeling, your feelings drive your actions, and then your actions create your results. Wherever you start to notice Go ahead and work your way back up the chain. Really specifically for me, when I was feeling disappointment and and anger (laughs) that I thought was frustration. (laughs) I had some sadness in there too, but the sadness was actually unrelated to either the anger or the frustration or even the disappointment. The disappointment for me absolutely came from the thought I should be managing my mind right now, but I'm not. For me, that should thought triggered that that feeling of disappointment that I definitely noticed. I wasn't listening to my thoughts very carefully, but I noticed the feelings I was having. And I also noticed the actions that I was having slash not having. I noticed that I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to be doing. Wherever you come in on it, my friends, trace it back on up the line. There's a thought that you are thinking. It has nothing to do with the scale It has nothing to do with how fast or slow (laughs) weight loss is coming to you. It has nothing to do with counting calories. It has nothing to do with recording a podcast. It has everything to do with your thought. That should thought produces junk results for you. Let me just let me just lay it out for you just like that. When you think I should, and it doesn't even matter how you finish that sentence. Like I have not found an example yet of a should thought that actually created a good result. All of the should thoughts that I have been noticing since I noticed it in myself have all created junk. When you notice yourself 
getting junk results, or you notice yourself doing junk actions, or you notice yourself having not junk feelings. All feelings are worthwhile. All feelings have, have value in your life. But when you notice yourself having feelings that, that really don't feel good and don't seem to be producing good results, take a look at your thoughts. Take a look at whether or not you are shooting on yourself. Now, I know some of you would like to jump directly to the, okay, well then I'm just going to eliminate that thought and I'm just going to, I'm just going to eradicate it out of my mind because I really shouldn't (laughs) be thinking should thoughts, just so you know, just, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not super helpful. What is far more helpful for you is to notice what results that should thought is creating in your life. Much like we talked about last week, go ahead and experience the negative emotion. Go ahead and experience what the should thought is creating in your life. When you spend time really noticing, not berating yourself, not feeling bad about it, not using it as an excuse to judge yourself or or tell yourself that you're so far behind the curve or things should be moving faster for you, but to simply notice, oh my gosh, I have should thoughts and these thoughts aren't producing good results for me. When you can really look at what's going on in your life. Look at the results that you're getting. Look at the emotions that you're feeling with this, gosh, that's so interesting, kind of an attitude. It will help you more than simply trying to eradicate the should sentences or eradicate the negative emotions. Just notice. Just notice the thoughts. Notice what it's creating in your life. Notice the feelings that it brings for you. Noticing is the answer, my friends. And there will definitely be an entire podcast on that. I I feel like I've talked about it kind of tangentially now several times in a row. I'm thinking really specifically of the scale thoughts episode, which I was very recently, but I don't know what number that was. Last week's bad day. This This is all kind of coming together and I hope that you're starting to notice that my advice for you, my my practical advice that doesn't sound very practical, is to simply stop and notice what's going on in your head and what it's producing in your life. There's a time and a place, absolutely, for thinking new thoughts. There's a time and a place absolutely for creating and driving new actions. There's a time and a place absolutely for thinking about how you want to feel and deliberately creating how you want to feel. But sometimes there's also a time and a place for just noticing. Notice your should thoughts. It will change your life, my friends. I really, like always, Hope this was helpful for you today. And you know, I want to know, how are you shooting on yourself? How, how do you notice this showing up in your life? Feel free to share it with me. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.
So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.